God, my trunk hurts. Just my trunk, just like the trunk. That's, that's what I call my tire because that's where all of my weight is sitting now. That's where all my weight sits, and it's just all the pain is in my trunk. I'm like, all right, make what it. Is this one make it is yours. What episode? Eleven, eleven, twelve, one, twelve. It's not a 11, 12, 11, 12, it's 11, it's, it's episode. Welcome to episode 11, I'm Christina. That's Amanda. Thank you. What's up? My bitch nachos. <laughs> bitch nachos. That's nice. what came out. That's, that's here what we are. With. Hey, <laughs> and I said it and here we are. So what's up, dude? I'm sitting here holding my boobs, dude. I'm, I just realized my hand down like- my pants. <laughs> cupping the back of me where it's cramping not that it's doing any good and it's like really I'm like sitting at an angle like chicken wing you are, like you just are sitting kind of like your catty wampus right now what's up <laughs> I'm just lifting my boobs up so they're not sweating underneath them anymore oh, boobs what's the worst just tuck your shirt under it I it, I have okay. a sports bra on that's supposed oh. to keep them up. I'm still just sweating. I'm just just really I'm moist. So hot. I'm just really moist today, and I can't help it. It's just so fucking humid, and so I feel like I move and I'm sweating now. Uh, it's like freaking cold in this basement. And I'm not mad about it, but now there's a grasshopper somewhere in here. And you oh, know cricket. You know how I feel about those, man. They're the devil's creatures. That and I found like four spiders down here today for this weekend. And they were like not small. And I'm like, hey, what's happening? <laughs> yeah. Get me yeah. out of here. So we moved our bedroom down to the basement too. Mm-hmm. And the curtain to the one window that's in it is like right above our heads. I'm like, Chris, all I'm imagining is me sleeping with my mouth open and having a spider crawl down from that curtain and into my mouth. And I'm really disgusted by it. So I think we need to like tuck these curtains up a little bit because <laughs> it's like right over our heads. <laughs> I don't fucking want it here. Sounds disgusting. I don't want it. Sounds disgusting. Get it I, away from me. Well, and I have no problem with spiders usually, but like, oh. I don't want them crawling on me when I'm snoozing. What? Did you get a tarantula? No, I just got really excited because I didn't show you this before we started. So I'm going to show you now. This is the no. wallpaper. Oh, hold on. Did you order that? No fucking way. No joke. Got this about a month ago to go in this back part of this, but it doesn't quite match. The same <laughs> exact fucking wallpaper contact paper stuff. It's for what? my room. It's for my bedroom. <laughs> want to send me that if you don't want it because i'll yeah. use it no bring it out in i'll bring it in october <laughs> well i'll already have it up in my room by then well you send me my cooler i'll send you this and we'll exchange gifts of our stuff that is ours no joke no it's fine i'll use it if you bring it in october i'll put it on oh, it. but hey same brains <laughs> no, he like lifted up i'm like no <laughs> lord have mercy now I've decided I'm just going to do like a dark velvet behind there because it absorbs sound a little better too. That's going to be the accent wall in my bedroom with the wall that my bed's going to be on. And then all the trim in my room is going to be black. And then my bed frame is going to be black. And then... Um, Are you doing like wall- a gothic style? Yeah. And then my walls bedroom? are going to be like the blue or the dark teal that are in that wallpaper. Ooh, like Victorian gothic. I like yes. it. Yes. And then I have a gold 
I'm black end tables and a black dresser. And then I have a gold mirror that I already bought, that I already, it was my grandma's. And then I'm going to do gold lamps. Okay. It's going to be fucking it's Gold, sweet. black, and deep teal. Yeah. It's going to be fucking so, sweet. Kind of like my old lady set up up here. Yeah. And then I'm going to get a velvet duvet cover. Duvet. And either, and probably teal. And it's going to look fucking sweet. My sister keeps going, she's like, that's really dark. And I'm like, good, it'll match my fucking soul. I like it. So you're fine. (laughs) What kind of wall art are you doing? Because I'm trying to, I'm trying to decide on like, I figure I'll bring you your Christmas gift slash housewarming gift when we go. So I don't have to ship it out. I mean, I might send you like a card or something Christmas, but. You know, I don't know. I haven't decided that far. What So motif though is like dark Gothic Victorian E. Yes. Feel. Okay. And the mirror okay. is very like mirror, mirror on the wall. So would you be opposed to something like a candelabra? No. Or something, cool. or like a sconce that has a candle deal. A sconce? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay, listen. this is stuff we can talk about later. Yeah, hey. No one what? needs to listen. Listen, to you don't, This that was room decorating corner. We bought the same wallpaper without discussing it with each other mm-hmm. because we're the same fucking person. It's same with outfits. It's ridiculous. Can't shop at the same store because we'll walk out with the same thing. It's been proven. We had two of the same dress. Right. Well, and that's, I'm like, now you live in a different state. I can get the same I'll thing as you now. buy the same thing as you. <laughs> we're only going to... Oh. We're only going to see each other a few times a year, so it's fine. I'm talking, I'm I'm playing, I'm toying with my, in my brain with coming sometime like over Thanksgiving, but I don't know for sure. Oh, I just kicked my table. Uh, anyway. Yeah. Hi. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> yes, welcome. This is ready I'm Sorry to... What, the podcast. Yeah, I forgot <laughs> to say that too. Hey, sup? You ready to hear about murder and stuff? Things and whatever we want to talk about, really? okay thank you for answering me yes tell me things i was talking about the listeners but oh shit um thanks for your involvement as well (laughs) you're welcome (laughs) right on june 24th 1948 48 all right where were you i was i was just gonna ask you that but you asked me first so now i gotta make something up i was 1948 you know i don't know uh on june 24th 1948 all right sweet (laughs) good answer um mary jane reed went out on her first and last date with stanley scridella scridella yeah you ready all right stanley was 28 years old um and he served in the u.s navy from october of 1943 until december of 1945 he had been stationed in the pacific and seen action on the island of guam during world war ii he was honorably discharged in on December 20th of 1945. Uh, Mary Jane. Huh. Oh, there's like something flashing in your background. Um, it's just reflecting my, I have my fan going. because Well, it's in so my I peripherals have, and it was distracting me. Here, I'll put my head in front of it. <laughs> there we go. It's in my <laughs> peripherals. There's something flashing in your background. <laughs> I'm like a fish. I'm like, ooh, shiny. <laughs> mid-sentence <laughs> sorry okay so he was honorably discharged in 1945 okay uh mary jane reed grew up in oregon illinois and her parents were clifford um clifford reed and uh, where i oops i deleted her mom anyway 
and her father worked at a silica plant in Oregon. Um, Mary Jane was reported to be popular, especially with the opposite sex. Uh, that is, she was cons- she was very like vivacious and captivating. Um, she had blondish red hair and bright blue eyes. Was she charismatic and very charismatic? Um, <laughs> So Stanley and Mary Jane met through their jobs with a telephone company. Uh, she was a telephone operator, and he was a um, lineman working in the area. Okay. They were actually, though, he was 28 and she was 17. But in the 48, it wasn't, I don't think that was well, like. And I don't want to say it's okay, but like. In 48, I feel like that wasn't uncommon because right. and she seven, had actually dropped out of school and had been working full time since she was 15 to help with her family, right. which is so also she was very common as an adult. So she was basically an adult. And I mean, yeah, I don't know. Still, it's still weird, but still a weird thing, understand. but whatever. I don't understand how you guys have anything to talk about, but cool. <laughs> so the Reed family lived on Hastings Road, which was east of Rock River, and the area was known as Sandtown since most of the residents worked at the town silica plant Santon was considered the wrong side of town but it was it didn't matter to mary jane so she basically it was just kind of the wrong side of the tracks rundown area mm-hmm. um it didn't matter to mary jane she was very headstrong and independent who was determined to never let her circumstances get in the way of what she'd hoped to accomplish in life that a girl so they arranged for a date on june 24th 1948 when mary jane had finished her shift at 10 p.m so they visited several taverns and the details she's 17 okay anyway and <laughs> just going to different Wait, bars what? <laughs> i know i'm just i was just like oh okay um but the details of their evening were get kind of murky rather quickly the last time they were seen was around 11:30 p.m. when they left sten house which is now known as the roadhouse and after that they drove out to a popular lovers lane on county farm road um in stanley's buick okay they were gonna go necking yes so the next morning around 6 a.m a state highway department employee named john eckert was driving to work on county farm road and noticed a shoe lying on alongside the roadway never a good sign he stopped to take a look and discovered the body of stanley bullet ridden lying face down in the grass police later found five 32 caliber bullet casings in this at the scene oh a pool of blood found on the edge of the road showed where the killer had dragged the young man's body into the grass. His Buick was found abandoned about an hour later, about one mile north of the Lover's Lane, where Illinois Route 2 and Pine Road intersected. Other than a lipstick-stained cigarette on the floorboard of the car, there was no sign of Mary Jane. Do you hear my stomach on, in, on I did. your side? I did. That was my that. stomach. <laughs> I was Close. like, I didn't... It was my tum tum. I felt it and I was like, oh God, I can hear it through my headphones. <laughs> okay, so Mary Jane's gone. There's a lipstick stained cigarette. So while this was happening, Mary Jane's parents, Clifford and Ruth, I didn't delete it this time, um, were She's Ruth. Her name's Ruth. Were <laughs> worried about their daughter because they had woken up and she did not come home. Oh, um it was very uncommon for her to not come home, but if she was going to be late or spend the night at a friend's house, she normally would let them know. Right. Um, so they notified the police and then found out that Stanley was found dead. Um, and so they were like, 
they couldn't they didn't know what happened to her and the police now knew that it was mary jane who was missing but they still didn't know what happened to her um so the two older children in the family actually went to visit a psychic who told them that their sister was still alive but being held a prisoner in a shack by an older man okay so stanley was buried at calvary cemetery in rockford illinois on june 28th and the next day on June 29th, two policemen came to the door and told them that Mary Jane's body had been found in a patch of weeds along Silica Road. Hmm. She had been shot in the back of the head with what appeared to be the same caliber gun that had been used to kill Stanley. She was wearing brown loafers, a white blouse, and her mother's wedding ring. Her brown pants were folded neatly on her back. So Weird. Yes. So she was bottomless. Mm-hmm. Okay. She was wearing underwear, though. Okay. And um, the coroner's inspection determined that there was no sexual assault. Okay. Um, Her brown, ironically, the police had checked the area along Silica Road, known as Devil's Backbone Road, several times after Mary Jane had disappeared. Mm -hmm. So they had hundreds of volunteers out looking. The police had looked and her father had looked in this area and they didn't find her body. So she'd been dumped. They were never able to determine if it had been there the whole time. Because it was the 40s, they didn't really have like full. Forensic. They didn't have like grid searching and whatever. Yeah. yeah. If it or because the reeds were really high and the grass was very tall in that area, walking past maybe didn't see it off. Yes. The... Gotcha. Um, her father had passed it through that area several times on his way to work at the silica plant, but they believed so. Harold Sigler was a truck driver who was on his way to the plant, and he happened to look over at the ditch area and his the height of his truck allowed him to see her body through the right. grass. Um, the police recovered also a 32 caliber bullet casing at the scene so on june 30th she was buried at daysville cemetery and uh ooh, hold on <laughs> the <laughs> county sheriff's office enlisted the help of the state and local police but there are very few clues to go on. Um, The lead investigator ruled out robbery as a motive because Stanley still had his wallet and Mary Jane was still wearing her mother's ring. Authorities began focusing on Mary Jane's previous relationship, surmising that maybe jealousy was a motive for the killings. Okay. Known to have dated quite a bit. Well, she was was, uh, alluring to the Mm -hmm. opposite sex. So detectives interviewed Stanley's family members and other men that Mary Jane had dated. The investigation extended to Dixon, Roxford, Freeport, and Chicago. Police also looked for a couple that Mary Jane and Stanley had reported been seen arguing with before they went to the county farm road at from the roadhouse. Uh, witnesses interviewed at the inquest said that they saw two suspicious men outside one of the tavern, taverns the couple had visited, but all of the leads turned out to be dead ends. Um, Sheriff Joseph Mass agreed that the killing had the earmarks of a crime of passion or a love triangle. They theoried that one of Reed's many boyfriends surmised, surprised the couple and pumped five bullets into his rival. Was basically his quoted. Okay. Um, one of the early theories was that a jealous lover kidnapped her and was holding her captive, which would make some kind of sense since it would took her so long to find the body. And right, maybe been... they held her mm-hmm. and dropped, dumped her. Uh, so they went through all of her previous, like, love interests, including one who was a former mental patient and another who allegedly threatened to kill her. Oh. 
so she may not have had the best taste in men <laughs> right seems that to- maybe maybe choices weren't great <laughs> right and then detectives also questions a few of of what was considered the numerous girlfriends acquired by stanley in his mm-hmm. romantic oh so he was alluring to the opposite sex they were both off. ladies and man killers and <laughs> women <laughs> lady women met never mind you know i was gonna they were they were a good looking duo a ladies man and a man's lady i don't know anyway whatever they like to bang okay well and i don't know if it's they like to bang i think they're they're attractive they're an attractive little duo there (laughs) duo there uh let's see anyway anyway his lovers (laughs) lovers so, but within a few days, authorities were talking about having hit a blank wall in the investigation. Hey, I'm bored myself. Um, in November, this is good, good sign. <laughs> a roofer from Wisconsin confessed to the killing, but that lead fizzled out. Uh, there were quite a few stories in the newspapers of lovers lane, the lovers lane murders, um. And it made an appearance in a year-end newspaper roundup of memorable events in 1948, but it slowly was forgotten and remained so for about a half a century. So it was just a cold case that had been unsolved. Okay. So Ruth Reed was never the same after her daughter's murder, and family members later sought psychiatric care for her, and she passed away in a psychiatric facility. Mm. Warren Reed, um, Mary Jane's little brother, who was five at the time of her murder, um, reported that his mother would often hide him behind the couch in the living room, convinced that his sister's killer would come for them all. Oh, Lord, that's scarring for the child as well. Yes. So the murder case was reopened in the 1950s, but there was no success then. Then as years went by, and evidence happened to disappear from the original case files, whether it would be like, I mean, it was the 40s, so stuff moved, they changed Mm -hmm. offices, but slowly... Um, the evidence started to disappear, including the bullet casings, photographs, and investigation reports. A new Ongle County Sheriff took in 1970, decided to reopen the case again. He re-interviewed witnesses, wrote new reports from scratch because the case file was almost empty. Many of the original interviews could not be recreated, though, because many of the witnesses had either died or too much time had passed for them to mm-hmm. recall specific details. Oh, that's frustrating. His most intriguing lead, though, was the two men outside the tavern, and he theorized that they might have followed the couple to the lover's lane. Um, they, he worked the case for almost two decades, but was no closer to solving it than the detectives were in 1948. So that's just, I just am very impressed with investigators that follow things for so long for it not to, like, come to fruition. Like, that's got to be so frustrating, but they still, like, keep at it. Right. I find that impressive. So then we enter Mike Arians, who is a former insurance fraud investigator, but he owned a restaurant in Oregon and was elected the town's mayor in 1999. He was drawn to the mystery surrounding the murders because he came, became convinced after some investigating of his own that certain aspects of the case had been covered up. He spoke at length about his investigation, but was more uncomfortable about the other things that led him to the case, namely Mary Jane's ghost. So this has been on Ghost Adventures and on the Dead Files. Oh, dang. Okay. Because um, Arian swore that Mary Jane and her mother maintained a presence at his restaurant 
which is now called the Roadhouse. It was the last bar that Mary Jane and Stanley went to before they were murdered. Interesting. Um, as proof of this, he claimed that the same haunting acoustic song Sergio Mendez and Brazil's 66 After Sunrise would play spontaneously and repeatedly on the jukebox that employees had seen apparitions of Mary Jane and her mother, and that without explanation, drafts of cold air or the overwhelming scent of flowers would permeate the surroundings. He admitted that the spirits in the roadhouse sounded crazy, but added that he did not believe the ghost would rest in peace until this thing is resolved. He's actually been stated as saying that if at any point in time he leans off of doing research or trying to investigate it, the activity picks up. Right. It's like, no, remember, mm-hmm. this, we need to figure this out. Yeah. So his involvement didn't begin until shortly after he took office as mayor in 1999. And people began coming to him and telling him about the murders, eventually asking him if he would use his investigative skills to look into them. Uh, he agreed. And soon after strange event, that's when the activity began in his, in the roadhouse. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition to the like hauntings at the roadhouse other ominous events began to occur like the flower delivery that came to his restaurant for mary for a mary jane there's a flower delivery addressed to mary jane that came to his restaurant no one could trace where the arrangement came from and the roadhouse was closed that day but he later learned in his research that that same day had been mary jane's birthday oh interesting so warren reed again mary jane's little brother Mm-hmm. thinks there's much more to the case than meets the eye in 2005 he pressed for an exhumation and order for his sister's body wondering if clues might be found that were beyond the forensic skills of investigators at the time of the murder fair arian's assistance uh was instrumental in helping warren reed obtain the exhumation order for mary jane's body the grave was opened on august 23rd 2005 and it did not immediately point out her killer it did manage to dispel some of the rumors that had circulated for decades one claimed that her head was not buried with her body and that a gun had been placed in the casket. So they thought that her head had been taken as a trophy from the person that kidnapped her. So this was like the local lore about it? Interesting. Um, They were surprised to find that her corpse was mostly intact. She had been buried with all of her organs and skin still covered her body. Authorities kept the undergarments that she was wearing when she was buried, and oddly, some additional clothing was found inside the vault. A dress and a slip were found wrapped in newspapers dated June 25th, 1948, blaring headlines about her murder. That's weird. Mm-hmm. The, wow. All right. So, a few months after the exhumation, officials seemed optimistic when opening the grave yielded a few clues and pointed detectives in the direction of two people of interest. That optimism faded because there were too many obstacles when reopening the case and those two people of interest were dead. That'll happen. So it was one of the sheriff, Captain Rick Wilkinson, who was helping Arians and Reed said the, he believes that the investigation in his opinion was tainted and mishandled from the start and that nothing uh, he is aware of can possibly change those facts, which would prevent them from solving the case. Yeah. Um, because both of the people of interest were deceased and um, he had, there was no way of them defending themselves and that they had family still living. He refused to name the two people of interest. 
Um, but they just they just released that they had two people of interest and they were he was trying to get people talking to see if anyone else would come forward. Right. They kind of stir the pot enough to get people interested. But because those two people are dead and they still have family living and they can't defend themselves, he won't release those names. Fair. It's fair enough. Yeah. However, then in December of 2007, something very strange came to light. A forensic anthropologist who had been hired by Warren Reed and Mike Arians to examine Mary Jane's remains revealed that she believed that after 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 some testing that the bones in her casket actually came from two different bodies. The skeletal analysis was conducted by two different board certified forensic anthropologists at the uni- anthropologists at the University of Illinois. Illinois, Illinois. <laughs> <laughs> they jointly wrote that the skull and part of the top portion of the spine that were found in Mary Jane's casket belonged to somebody else. Meaning that it was not her head but her head had been taken and replaced by somebody else. What? Yes. What the fuck? Okay. All right. So Warren Reed and Mike Arians believe that it is possible because rumors had always circulated that Mary Jane's head had been taken by a love sit this by the love sit killer because he couldn't stand to let her go. Uh, some. So they think that it's possible that the skull and backbones could have accidentally been switched during an ac- examination at the police lab after the exhumation, meaning that it had been, there had been another exhumation or something and somebody had mess, mis- mixed up the bones and had replaced them incorrectly. Yeah, I don't know about that. Um, uh, but that the police <laughs> are going with that scenario saying that that's probably what happened. Okay. Others say that the forensic anthropologist probably just made a mistake and it's merely just an opinion. It's not guaranteed that it's the wrong right. head. Um, so there, that is still kind of up in the air as to whether or not it is incorrect. Um, so for Mike Arians, though, solving the case is basically an obsession. It's already cost him over $100,000 with the um, different research he's done, the exhumation fees, the cord fees for having it exhum- exhumed. Um, he's also contacted Ted Gregory, a Pulitzer Prize winning Chicago Tribune reporter. Um, in 2003, he produced several features about the cold case. And in 2017, he published a book, Mary Jane's Ghost, The Legacy of Murder in Small Town America. He also found a way to keep the memory of the couple alive. He started a foundation in Reed's name and his roadhouse, part bar, part restaurant, part museum, part tourist destination for ghost hunters, features images of the slain teenager as part of the decor. And that is the story of the murder of Mary Jane Reed and Stanley Scridella. And it is unsolved. So, okay, so it's still unsolved, right? Mm -hmm. So they didn't do any testing to see if the head and torso matched at all? Not at this time, no. I mean, they just determined that in like 2017, I think it was. <sighs> That's weird. There's a lot of just random weird things. Yeah. And like that. yeah, it's weird. Yeah. It's a weird case. It's just weird. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I have, when I'm... When I'm working overtime in the background, I'll turn on like a paranormal documentary or I'll turn on just one of the random paranormal shows. Right. And 
I've heard a couple now where they've mentioned serial killers or killings or deaths that I'd never heard of. And I like every now and then I'm like, that sounds interesting. And I'll look it up to see if there's like meat on the bones. Yep. That's how I found that one. So cool. Gruel. Gruel. Great. Awesome. So that's my case. You're welcome, everybody. Oh, you're so modest. Take a moment for the applause to finish before you start. Okay. <laughs> All right. I gotta blow my nose before I start because I'm sounding a little curvy. I'm blow my nose. Jesus. Well, I'm much better than I was. Had to miss work all week last week. Nice. Yeah, it was a joy. So fun. Okay, let's see. Okay, Kevin. That's not what I needed to press. All right. I'm going to tell you about Jose Manuel Martinez. You ever heard of him? Yeah, it sounds very familiar. So, in May of 2013... Jose Manuel Martinez was arrested in Alabama for killing his daughter's boyfriend from boyfriend friend. So her daughter's boyfriend's friend. There we go. Um, Jose Ruiz. Okay. Uh, this arrest led to the, to some floodgates of information. Uh, the interrogator said, look, Jose, the fact is you're getting charged with murder. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is when he said that Jose's look kind of changed and they were just kind of throwing that against the wall because they didn't really have anything other than him just saying, hey, I did it yeah. to like actually arrest him and charge him with anything. Um, and Jose's look changed, looked up at him and he goes, you guys have been real respectful to me and I appreciate that. Do you want me to tell you the truth? And Tim McWhorter, which was the head investigator. Uh, yeah. Just nods at him, like eye contact nods at him. And this, uh, I hate this. Jose goes, yeah, I killed the son of a bitch. He said some bad stuff about my daughter. I stand up for my family. I don't let anybody talk about my family. And then he waited for a second and he added, I've killed over 35 men in my life. <laughs> Um, I'm sorry, what? You can't just, hey. <laughs> I'm sorry. And then the, I'm sure the detective was like, uh, we're going to need, we're going to need a bigger boat. Um, right? <laughs> it's like that. The small town detective. I'm not equipped to handle this. I'm going to step out. Right? <laughs> it's like that interrogator who was talking to Jeffrey Dahmer at first. And he was like giving him all these details and stuff. And the guy wasn't even taking notes because he figured he was just making shit up. <laughs> and then the, he gets a call so we found this this in his apartment he goes all right jeff can you start from the beginning again yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and gets out his notebook <laughs> sorry it's like shit it's real <laughs> excuse me <laughs> and that's kind of how they took it because at first they were just kind of like okay buddy. okay yeah, buddy anything he said so martinez was born we're going to just kind of do a little rewind um, was born in 1962, couldn't find an exact date, in Fresno, California, and spent most of his life there. Um, there wasn't much else other than like that. And then he was grown and had a family. That's about where it was. Mm -hmm. um, he said that for three decades, he was a hired killer and worked for the Mexican drug cartel. 
oh. um, collecting debt, and sometimes you just kill people because they pissed him off. So he's real. Uh, what's his name? What's his nuts? Um, Iceman. Yeah, but Mexican. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He he just worked for. What's the Iceman's real said. name though? Um. Uh, Richard Kuklinski. Kuklinski. I was like, I know it's a K. Cold. Clint. I was literally staring at the wall. I'm like, what's his fucking name? You know this. <laughs> Going through your little flip chart of names. Yes. Uh, he was very vague about anything that dealt with the drug business, like who he worked for or anything. Yeah, because he's not fucking stupid. But he was pretty talkative about his murders. I'm gonna so. go to jail. I'm not gonna fuck with the cartel. Yeah, I'm right? not dumb. <clears throat> I ain't dumb. I ain't them. So he revealed that they used to call him, don't come for me, um, El Mano Negra, which is the Black Hand. Like that was his killer name. So they'd call the Black Hand if they needed something. You could to... not have been more Scandinavian in the way I know. El I know. Mano well, Negra. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not going to pretend I can actually do an accent because I feel like sometimes that's even more embarrassing <laughs> can i tell you that my sister-in-law pronounces tortilla as tortilla like legitimately not like as a joke really yeah and i'm like girl i need you to not the double l is a y yeah, yeah. and she's like i don't speak spanish and i'm like i'm telling you the double l is a y and you don't have to speak spanish just say tortilla <laughs> tortilla and she's like yeah we need some more tortillas and i'm like oh god I love you to death, but stop it. Oh, hold on. You're serious. <laughs> oh, you're, it's not a joke. Okay. <laughs> I can love her. Uh, so he said that he only exclusively killed men. Um, young men, old men, dealers, normal farm workers, basically whoever he was told to and whoever made him mad. This house um, smells I'll- like tater tots and I'm hungry now. <laughs> Sorry, that was just- um i'm listening to you talk and i'm going it smells like tater tots <laughs> they're probably making tessa lunch okay anyway tessa um so he said that he had killed in 12 different states but mostly in california uh eerily at one point he during the confession he stopped and he said you know who killed them all i killed them all like okay like, okay you just the told way me you he, did thank you right the way I imagine him saying it too is like, you know who killed them all? I killed them all. <laughs> like me. Was, oh, that's creepy. Well, and from the things that I read, because there wasn't a lot of like, the Wikipedia had like nothing. There was no information. Mine too. There wasn't even a Wikipedia page. I'm like, what are you doing to me? Yeah. So I like read through a bunch of different articles about it and watched a couple of like interviews with him. And his speaking pattern, first of all, he sounds like he's been doing the drugs that he was working for, these drug dealers. He's like, but from what everybody said, he was like this grandpa-y kind of guy when he came into the, like, police station and stuff. So nobody really expected anything. Um, Anyway, so, and he, so he added to, I killed them all. And he said he, that they deserved it. Uh, claiming one thing or another mostly that he was hired but his big thing that apparently he didn't stand for was abusing children or women so if he heard that he was like just set on it he had no that's what kuklinski didn't either i know well 
Kuklinski abused his wife and kids too, so he can't. Yeah, but just his wife and kids. He didn't kill or murder any of them. <laughs> what? Right, but this guy is saying that he only killed people that did that when oh, it wasn't it. outside of getting hired. Um, so you want an Avenger? Get out of here. Right? He said, so the way that he did it was he would lure them somehow into a area that was less populated, like a rural secluded area, whether it be a fake business venture, pretending to be a cop and pulling you over or saying there's something wrong with your car and pulling them over. Um, honeypot so being like bringing in some cutie patootie or dressing a to get woman them. himself yeah right well <laughs> you never said that but maybe um anyway so he'd pull them over and that's where he would do it he would normally just shoot them in the head and take whatever they had on their person and then leave and lead his normal life back to his family who he brought to disneyland when camping did all sorts of like actual family stuff with. And in fact, mm-hmm. a quote from him is good parents take their kids camping. Like during this whole thing, it's like, I, and then help them bury a body. Right. I'm like, you can't just go shooting people and then s- preach to people about how they need to be good parents. Like, I, I don't mean, understand. You, I, bet, I guess you can, you can, Probably does shouldn't. it, it makes it a little less like, I believe you <laughs> at that point. <laughs> Uh, So family is actually the reason that he came back to Alabama because he said that he was on the beach somewhere with a pretty young thing was his words. Um, But he had heard that his granddaughter was getting pinned for the murder of this guy. Like that was the closest link that they had. So he came back to be like, my family don't need to pay for any of the stupid things I've done in my life. So was me. Yeah. So when he heard that, he came back and was like, yeah, I did it. It was me. It wasn't her. Twas me. Mm-hmm. So obviously at first, like I said, they didn't believe him. They were kind of just like, I don't think that that's true. I think you're making all this shit up. You're making mm-hmm. uh, those grandeur type of uh, grabbing for the uh, attention, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, and then it took like months, but they... So... First, he's like, well, call around. Like, I, it can be proven. I can give you like details and we can make mm-hmm. it whatever. So it took months and f- at least three states consulting with their state and local police in order to. And then Martinez, like, he drew maps to where he killed them. He could remember exactly how many times he shot them, what caliber he used for each of these killings, what else would be marked on their body, the way that they fell or what they were doing or whatever, and where he dumped them. And they were like, okay, yeah, maybe, maybe we believe you. And they found a good amount. Uh, Yeah, he, Martinez always used to say he never got caught because he's so damn good and that the police officers were just stupid. Um, The police didn't believe, excuse me. The police did believe that he got away with it because of his victim choice because it was always people that were in these um, lower income, lesser known areas. And it was people that he didn't have like ties to personally, really, for the most part, other than this one guy that was kind of tied to him in a long distance way. Um, The place, he had lack of witnesses. He'd lure them somehow somewhere where nobody is. And his weapon left 
basically no physical evidence other than the bullet wound and possibly the bullet itself Mm -hmm. because he would never actually like touch them to do anything and they also said that the fact that he's a smart and remorseless psychopath or sociopath also helped because Mm -hmm. when they would question him because he had been like brought in and looked at for different things throughout the country and he had no sign of guilt there was no he just didn't feel anything about it right um homicide detective a homicide detective in california named cavin never heard that name before it's like gavin but with a k okay or cavin brewer cavin still haven't i haven't heard that though it's interesting it's a weird name (laughs) it's a weird name all right cool dude uh said the best i have ever heard of in all 35 years in law enforcement so he's like it's just how he did it is he probably would have never gotten caught if he didn't show back up in alabama and was like "Eh, i'm just gonna tell you everything Mm -hmm. like whatever um it was also noted that like i said the areas that martinez was working quotation Mm -hmm. were drug riddled um transient lifestyle impoverished kind of high risk lifestyle basically Mm -hmm. so a lot of the time crime wasn't investigated if it was it was usually just surface level and like not as thoroughly as it probably should have been mm -hmm. exactly would have been if it would have been a white neighborhood i'm sorry what i'm sorry what (laughs) um so he pleaded guilty to the murder of jose ruiz and was sentenced to 50 years and this was in alabama Alabama in Alabama. <laughs> Alabama. This was in Alabama. I'm gonna Alabama <laughs> right in the fucking face. No. Make fun of me again. Do it. I'll come through the screen. <laughs> I have a story to tell you when we're done. Okay. Um, but this was that was in March of 2013. He also pleaded guilty to nine different counts of murder because they found enough evidence to show that he did it in California and was sentenced to life sentences for those in October 2015 um and then in June of 2019 he went on trial in Florida and got two counts of murder against him there and it took the trial about three weeks in Florida and because it's a death sentence state um they were it was a little more higher risk because Mm -hmm. you know it's Florida Florida but they they voted to just do two consecutive life sentences because he's he was he's like 60 right now and Mm -hmm. he's already sentenced enough to where he's gonna die in prison so over a dozen of martinez's family members testified on on his behalf sharing stories and describing how he sacrificed a lot to take care of his family and his siblings um but that doesn't make it okay i know you can't just murder people he thomas turner who was um the defense lawyer for him said he was polite and polite and likable individual um and then john spivey who was another lawyer there um said that there were two versions of martinez the cold killer and the truly dedicated father uncle and grandfather and the human side outweighed the monster side no no i mean maybe on the surface when people I'm, look at him no but he is still no. as far as i could tell <laughs> alive and well in jail um just Fucking weird i don't like that 
I know. It's just so, it's so odd to me when we do cases that are like relatively recent and it's these big pro- prolific things. And I'm like, they're just still alive somewhere. Like what's his face? The dating game killer. Mm-hmm. He's still alive. Oh, just he's in so jail. fucking creepy. Yeah. I don't like him at all. I know he grosses me out. He's one of those mm-hmm. that I just look at and I'm like, Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I don't like that. But that is the story of Black Hand. The Black Hand. Jose Martinez. Dun, dun, dun. The end. I was one of those things I've never heard of. And I hadn't he claimed well, to... I've, I feel like I'd had, I've heard it, but I didn't hear, like, I didn't know the full story. I just knew, like, the surface level. Because I read right. that the um, grandfatherly killer thing is sticking in my head. Mm-hmm. But, yes. Oh, it's just so... Ugh. It's just so gross. And I no, hate when don't like that. I hate when you stumble across like people that are doing things. Like, what was it? That one case that I was like, he looks like a giant teddy bear that you did. I can't remember the name, but I remember looking at him and being like, I would never even think never to like be concerned about someone like that. And he was like a serial rapist and killer. Oh, and I'm yeah, like, yeah. I can't remember mm, the name. Grosses me out like uh, sir if you're gonna be a creep i need you to look like a creep so i can identify you visually right if you're gonna be a boogeyman please look like one thank you Mm, thank you but yes that is it it was a good job thank you thank you i was another one that i was like it's only about three pages long if that and there wasn't a lot more information than what was there because he didn't talk about any of the drugs Mm -hmm. side of things and I was trying to find more details because I am who I am on the actual like murders but they were all very like pulled him over shot him dumped him left like yeah wow just so cold (laughs) I don't don't understand tell me your thing you wanted to tell me so do you remember? I don't know if you you've probably seen it. It's that YouTube video of that chick who walks through New York and it's just showing how many times she gets catcalled. Oh yeah, yeah. And like, she just sometimes will say something funny back. Yes. And there's that one part where the guy's like, "You should smile," and she's like, "Say something funny." <laughs> Have you seen that? Okay, I think so. so yeah. In my head, it's always stuck in my brain. I'm like, the next time somebody says that to me, that's gonna be my fucking response. And I finally got my chance. And it also is another clue as to how I'm going to be murdered one day. (laughs) Um, So uh, with my little bladder infection, my poor little bladder, um, I went to the doctor and then I had to call my prescription and then they didn't get it. And there was all this fucking finagling back and forth. (sighs) I'm boring myself again. I'm so tired. (laughs) Um, And so I long story short my prescription wasn't ready until like nine o'clock so I went to the Walgreens and my dad was like do you want me to go with you I'm like no I'm a big girl and go by myself I don't need nobody to escort me to the I don't Walgreens. need no man <laughs> well and then we parked in that creepy Walgreens that we went to where I was like is that is that a homeless man yes and there's still like, he still oh, hangs out see him <laughs> he still hangs out it's the same dude but I was um it's not like a well-lit parking lot but it's like no. right off a busy street so I was like it's fine I'm not that worried about it just park so, on the side where there's a road so parked went in got my stuff and I'm walking out and I was cranky because my bladder hurts I don't want fucking people to talk to me I was just have my bitch good. face on and I'm walking out and some random dude out of the shadows just like 
you should probably smile a little bit sweet cheeks and I was like say something funny like it just like <laughs> say something funny then no and it wasn't like <laughs> say something funny it was like say something funny and I was like <laughs> did the like flinch forward and he just kind of like looked Jesus. at me and I was like I was like yeah and then I just walked away and I was like I'm gonna get fucking shot one of these days <laughs> It was like embedded in the back of my brain that one of these times I'm going to get to say gonna it. going to do it. I'm going to say and then it. it. Before I could even go like, I should say it. It just like came out and it was aggressive. It wasn't like, this is a joke. It was like, I will fuck you up if you talk to me again. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have something else to say? <laughs> and, then, and then I just kept walking. And then I'm as I'm walking, I'm like, oh, I just, okay. We're just going to fucking. <laughs> yeah, don't. Don't make eye contact. I'm going to continue to be brave as I walk to my car. (laughs) Yeah, look at me. I'm so strong. (laughs) Get in the car, start driving. Oh my God. Oh my God. I nearly died. (laughs) Give me your money. No. Oh, I believe I said, fuck you. (laughs) Fuck you. Again, another... I don't know if he had a weapon. I got to the parking. I got to the entrance of the mall and stopped and went, Oh, God. I didn't even look up. He could have had a knife. Could have had a gun. <laughs> or Whatever could have just been had, some asshole dad with a funny joke. Right? Some <laughs> ad joke some at asshole me. dad who sees you counting your money. It's like, give me your give money. Me your money. Oh, and I'm oh, like, ha fuck you. And kept walking. And then I'm like, he could have had a knife on hey, me. Is but that real? I like, I like to think that he did have a weapon. And when I just said, fuck you, and kept walking. You out crazy him. His face was like. <laughs> That's not, that's not supposed to happen. <laughs> Kill me. Kill me. Is that how you want to go? Over, Do it. Over $25. All right. <laughs> Either way, I don't have to go to work tomorrow. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, crud. That was my... That was good. Once again, I'm going to die in a parking lot. Say but something it's fine. funny. <laughs> Say something funny. <laughs> ma'am <laughs> it just left him like i could tell he was just like uh, uh. <laughs> say something funny the two peanuts walked down the street one got assaulted <laughs> then your poor tummy hurting you're trying to like shimmy to the car oh god ow 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 ow, ow. <laughs> that's anyway anyway Thank you all for listening. We've gotten a couple more like people liking us on Facebook this week, I've noticed. I saw that. We had like multiple, which was Hey, weird. what's up? Uh, new people. Hi, guys. Hi. Uh, Welcome yeah. to the weirdness that is our podcast that we think is cool, but it's probably not. Right. The chaos of this. Whatever this is. Whatever's happening. Uh, you're welcome. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh. All right, kiddos. Well, spread the word. And spread yourselves. What is the word that we want them to spread? Uh, Never discussed that. I'm sorry, what? I'm no. sorry. <laughs> um, Are we questioning this after like 30 episodes of saying this at the end? <laughs> you're, the word is, bird, bird is the word. word. Is the word. <laughs> you never heard that? Okay, thanks. Bird, bird, bird. Bird, bird is a word. <laughs> okay, but okay. seriously, Let's tell see. people, listen, do your thing. Okay, bye. Okay, bye. I love you guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Stop recording. Oh, death. <laughs>